Welcome back, everyone, to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info, but... As you may have seen from the rotating picture on your screen, if you're watching this, uh, we have an official presence again. It's our favorite brand manager, Drew. And Drew, you were recently on the show for, we were talking about OP and all the recent events, but there's been other recent events and uh, it's pretty exciting. It is really exciting. You know what? I, you know, I, I want a rotating picture. I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do have that old one you sent me a while ago. We're going to have to get something. Make it happen. I, I want my picture to rotate. I want the model of my head just like, because, you know, heads and bodies are separate now. Yeah, so that's... Can my head right there and just have it spin. <laughs> it's funny that, you know, it almost seems a little Halloween themed with, with that way, but <laughs> we're not that time of year. And it actually, this season, this time of year where we're leading up to the, the new set, caught me unawares. It was... We knew that it was in April. Obviously, we now have the official date of April 17th. Uh, and I had joked on our last Tech Talk recording that my biggest complaint is that today is not April 16th because there's a lot of very interesting things going on with this new set. Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> it, I mean, some days some days you just want, uh, you know, I don't know, bold three, and some days you just want an extra two defense. So you just swap heads. Exactly. It's it's like changing clothes. It's just, you know, you just pop the new one in, you're good to go, I guess. Uh, yeah, so we announced Titan Masters Attack, uh, mm -hmm. which is Wave 5, as everybody who's listening probably knows. And it is, um, it is a, a crazy chock-full set with all kinds of uh, uh, wonderful things. Um, and I know, we, I know publicly we've talked about um, clearly Titan Masters and uh, also Stratagems and also the Wreckers and there's still another uh, new game mechanic that we haven't even talked about I'm not going to talk about here because ah. <laughs> yeah, the reveal the reveal will still come okay. but that this one is really um, really this the sort of theme of everything that we're doing in, in, in Titan Masters Attack is enhancing customization uh, if you if you take a look at the from a game mechanic point of view, what we are doing is we pulled in a whole bunch of things that give players further abilities to customize at sort of a granular level how they want their team and deck to work. And the you know, the, the high profile one are the the Titan Masters, of course. Um, and but stratagems also work that way, right? Stratagems are a way for for selected character for third for selected characters um, to ba basically give you a, a binary choice: Would you like to your character to play this way or that way, the the original printing way? And if you want to play with this new way, it's um, you pay the star or stars because some of the stratagems do cost more than one star, uh, and you get to do a cool thing that was different from from the original printing of the character. Yeah, it. Of the two, I find myself personally leaning into stratagems. I find there have been a lot of apt analogies to other genres. Uh, and in general, I find them both fascinating and exciting. And I'm looking forward to the other ones that are coming out because there's there's different flavors that were revealed in that article, both the official one that you guys have released as well as the IGN article. Yep. Um and one of the things that I, I wanted to make clear is uh, there's 30 stratagems, 
not every new character in Titan Masters uh, some of them as you can see from Orbital Strike which uh, refers back to Wave 1 Cosmos uh, there are stratagems that interact with cards that we've previously printed yep. um, I've mentioned previously that there's a card that I really like called Jurassic Punch and there's, a, there's some help for Volcanicus that's a stratagem that um, uh, helps Volcanicus specifically Ooh. so that's another example of uh, a stratagem that looks backwards. And then there's a couple of stratagems that are not character specific and swap heads that we, that Ken previewed in his article uh, was, was one of those examples. Yep. Uh, there's a very small number of stratagems that are not specific to characters, but, but do care about something else that makes your deck characteristically unique. Like are, are you playing using Two Titan Masters is, is that one, but there's another. There, there are a couple. Right. Interesting. That. Oh no. <laughs> are they, they sound thrilled about it. Um. <laughs> so <laughs> it definitely everything you just said is very enticing, Drew, and it 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 immediately gets into my brain, and the gears start turning. And there's probably if I didn't have headphones on, the smoke would be coming out of my ears because I love the idea that these stratagems allow for legacy options. As in, you can get the the cosmoses that were in Wave One, or you had mentioned a throwback to Volcanicus. I love bringing those other cards from previous sets forward, as well as getting new toys. It's fun to to get the the old toys out of the toy box and the toys you just got from the store and smash them together. It is right, right? It's it's and uh, there there is a a sigh. There's an implication that I want to confirm, which is that. Uh, some some people were asking, "Hey, they're releasing stratagems that care about wave one and two characters. Mm-hmm. What what is that? How does that interact with with the potential for rotation?" And mm-hmm. and the answer is that we're still still far enough away from sets rotating out mm-hmm. that we're comfortable releasing stratagems now that look backwards to wave one and wave two characters. Interesting. As you mentioned that. Uh- People were probably reading between the lines a bit, and that's good to have that official weight behind it. That that's the route that you're going. Yes, and I, you know, it's been a concern for a lot of players, and and it makes sense. It's like, hey, I love these things that I got at this point, um, you know, a year ago or so, and I'm like still going to be able to play them. And the answer is for some time. Yes, awesome. Because I love I I've grown attached to some of these characters, and I I love being able to sleeve them up, or you know just smash with them when I have the availability. So it's good to know that they're going to be around for some time. There's some interesting speculation going on, and Uh-oh. I want to I want to get your hot take. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, uh oh. Without without me confirming anything. Okay. And since uh, since I'm not on video, you can't see my my <laughs> <laughs> the wry <laughs> smile. <laughs> But what characters do you... I'll ask each of you. Which character do you most hope gets a stratagem from an older set? And then uh, is there any Headmaster or Titan Master character, because we're pulling from both, uh, mm-hmm. that you hope shows up in Titan Master's attack? Well, can I answer your question with a question just to scope it a bit? Uh, I would... Is there a limitation on these? Because that would also—I don't believe there's been anything publicly said about these throwbacks. Is it all going to be wave one and two for that 
thing or could we are we going to see stuff from more recent sets for the purposes of this question and mm. without answering yours <laughs> give give me an give me an answer that is that that is any any of the previous four waves okay uh and i really am not i'm not answering your question but i am curious because oh, i i get you, know, you. Uh, this is the kind of thing that helps us of course uh scott did you want to take it first see if, did you have any ones burning a, a hole in your brain uh, I think for me, the biggest one is uh, Megatron Living Weapon, um, just because I think he's never really been all that playable, and I think his high star cost, it's, it's high already, but I think that his ability is powerful enough where he doesn't need that much to to push him over the top, so depending on what would happen there, I think he would be the most interesting for me personally. Got it, got it. Uh, for my part, I mean, the obligatory answer is, of course, Soundwave, because either version, I, I just love me some Soundwave. But aside from the obvious one, I do, or I would love to see, and since you had already mentioned Volcanicus, some of the other combiners as well. While we saw aerial bots really make their mark, I am personally attached to, well, a lot of the guys on Team Purple. <laughs> so some of yep. their combiners could definitely use a boost competitively and i also think it would be fun to have some of those show up at competitive tables so there is one limitation on stratagem they all must cost a star right uh, we we made this design decision so that no stratagem would be an auto include okay knowing that there are a few characters who because they cost at least cost at least one star are extremely unlikely to ever get a stratagem and those are the characters and teams that are 25 points in and of them fair oh, that, okay um so metroplex for example does not have a stratagem because he's 25 points gotcha and that logically makes sense in the the grand design scheme i guess <laughs> um right <coughs> in, sorry in terms I, of a titan or head sorry i say i think i missed that I was kind of older when Headmasters came out. Like, I, the only one I actually owned as a kid was Brainstorm. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, and I'm not real like I. I know that certain characters, like later, like I guess in like uh, Titans Return and, and that toy line, got like Headmasters, which I really don't understand. You could probably explain this better than me, which is part part of the question I had. But I, I think. I think Overlord was somehow involved in this, and I think he's probably the one of the characters that I'm most looking forward to being in the card game. So I would say Brainstorm's the only one I, never, I ever owned as a kid, and then but then Overlord, is, I know, is in that set, so if, and has a head of some sort. So he would be the most interesting uh, to me to be there. Okay, got it, got it. Uh, I'm trying to think who's a a fun. I okay, I got one. For me, it would probably be Chrome Dome, and that leans back to the idw comics but also an actual headmaster and i think he there are a number of ways that he could be unique and interesting depending on i guess lore wise how that plays out in the cards you know which which set of transformers history is pulled for him um that being said there's <laughs> like scott said overlord would be cool there's there's a lot of characters and it's funny asking the question on the spot, who's somebody you think of? And as soon as we're done, I'm going to be like, oh, I should have said these 10 other guys, but I'm going to go with him. Okay. All right. 
Um, at least one of you will enjoy something in Titan Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. Um, so I guess questions for that aside, uh, Scott, I know you had a list that we talked about that's 15 miles long. If there was, sure. can I, was there anything else you wanted to go over, Drew, before I kick it to Scott? No, let's, let's start with the questions. Cool. Do you want to start with strategies or you want to start with headmasters or titan masters? Uh, whichever you prefer. I'll, we can pick up the other one. All right. So most of my questions in the beginning were about, um, mostly about titan masters, the way my brain was working. I guess more as a lore thing, like, can you explain to me the difference between like titan masters and headmasters? Is it, is, are they the same? I don't know. Yeah, so um, that is an interesting question. So Titan Masters, is, as a Transformers sub-brand, um, was part of uh, a trilogy um, that came out a few years ago. Um, and it just in the same way that War for Cybertron Siege reimagined something from G1, that is, and, and specifically the last days of Cybertron, the Titan Masters uh, sort of group of toys uh, and and media reimagined one of the other things from from G one, and that was Headmasters. Um, Headmasters are very basically uh, back in G one. They they were character toys that had two characters um, together, and one of them was what you might typically think of as a Transformers character. So it had an alt mode like a truck or a tank or a plane or whatever and then the other was a little pilot that in alt mode sometimes but not always could fit in like a cockpit and uh could also turn from a little bot mode the pilot into a head and it would clip into place on top of the body and so there you go you have a complete robot what that head actually represented is one of the most convoluted things in the history <laughs> You're not wrong. Actually, a separate uh, uh, inorganic life form, uh, a, a Transformers character in and of itself. Um, and in yet others, there were like so there were alien, non-human alien influences. It, it, it was crazy. Um, in and so uh, a few years ago, Hasbro released Titan Masters, uh, Titans Return the toy line, and they pulled a lot of that Headmaster's toy stuff uh, into uh, the, the toy line in the 2000s. And there, it, it was reasonably uh, certain, uh, as I recall, that each head bot was a bot. It, it, was, it, was, a, it was another uh, sentient character, and it gave special abilities to the body character and in when the little bot was in bot mode it would almost almost every single one in the titan titan's return line had a cockpit that the um that the little bot could sit in as if it was a pilot and so he the, there, there were some oh i'm really smart at driving like i think hot rods uh head partner was was an excellent pilot um and then some of them had some really weird abilities. Uh, for example, Perceptor was reprinted in um, uh, uh, Titan's Return as a um, sort of like a sniper character. 
and his head mm -hmm. partner could actually allow him to change size. And that's how that's how uh, the perceptor turned into a microscope that other characters could use without having to stand on a ladder. So there was <laughs> right, like this right. wide, like this super wide range of, hey, I'm really good <laughs> at driving to I have size manipulation powers. Um, and then some of the, so some of the characters were literally the, the headmasters G1 toys just reimagined just in the same way that transformers toys, um, are frequently reimagining re characters who have appeared before. And then some of them were new. Um, and then some of them were characters who had appeared in other places, not as headmasters in the past that became Titan masters. Um, and so when we were putting together, uh, Titan Masters attack. Um, we wanted to use the most current terminology, which for anyone who's wondering why it's Titan Masters and not not Headmasters, that's the answer. Um, that is the current official terminology. But we also, just as with Rise of the Combiners this time last year, knew that we wanted to pull together from all of the source material. So we didn't want to be just limited to um, the Titans Return toy line. Because there were cool characters from way back in the day who, who didn't didn't make it in, but who had the right. old headmaster technology. Um, so these throwback sets, as we call them, because they look backwards to previous toy lines for inspiration, mm -hmm. can can be that that place where we go and pull really cool bits that have an, a, a similar theme, and then sort of package it together in a way that game mechanically makes sense. Uh, because one of the other things we were looking for is to have a wide variety of head abilities. Uh, and you've seen a few. Yes. And there's, there's a lot of different ones. And they, they cost a variety of stars. Sort of appropriate. Wow. No size manipulation. We're not getting crazy. <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's, it's uh, they're usually things that can be key, that are keywords with a, with a number. Um, mm. And that allows you to choose do you want to be more defensive do you want to be offensive do you want to care more about pips do you want to care more about um you know avoiding damage in the first place um so you can really get kind of granular with how you put the, the heads and bodies together and it also lets you lets you play around to some degree with the total number of stars there there are one star heads so if you really like a body and you don't want to pay a lot to for, for a head you can pick one of the less expensive heads. Gotcha. Uh, but it has a, a lower power level on the head, right? Of course, um, sure. Or if you want to go all in and, and make this this body primary character, you can get one of the more powerful heads with the higher star cost. It, it really, really leaves it up to you. Interesting. I mean, that plays exactly into what you were describing earlier with the the customization, the modularity of the mechanic as a whole, but especially when it comes to deck building decisions. Yep. And swap heads is interesting because early in, in, in the very early phases of game design, uh, we had these kind of grand ideas that you would play lots of Titan master characters okay. and you would be constantly swapping heads back and forth <laughs> and that, right. So it's like, Oh, uh, this guy's defending. Now I will play the action card that, that swaps uh, the defensive head onto the guy who's currently defending in combat, and everything will be glorious. And the problem with that is that it's just how many Titan Master character head and body combos can you play at once? Right. It's just limited by the total star factor. And right. 
that gameplay ended up with sort of like construct constructicon level guys, mm. and that wasn't gotcha. really satisfying, right? Like if you really wanted to to play like a lot of head shenanigans, uh, and that for that to be the central mechanic, you ended up with these very very not very sorry very very weak characters with low star costs, so you had mm. lots of choices, and that was really not satisfying. And instead, it became much more obvious that we wanted characters bodies that that felt meaningful in and of themselves and could afford right. to have cool abilities on them. Uh, you know, think of the way Sergeant Cup has has that that really interesting wreckers related ability. Yes. Um, if that was on a six star character, it would be dead really quickly. Like it would like we would just never be able to do that on a really tiny character. Right. Um, so we opted in favor of having more, fewer, more meaningful character Titan Master characters on a team. And in our play testing, sometimes you play two, and that's cool. Um, uh, and so we put in the stratagem that does allow you to swap heads if you go that route. But frequently, you're you're playing one with other characters, makes with sense. Other non Titan Masters makes sense. I guess. Can you ask it- about oh, okay. I was going to ask you, Scott, does that answer your history on <laughs> Headmasters and Titan Masters? Because I know that one's been bothering you for a while. Yeah, I still there's still videos I have to rewatch to understand some of the logistics, but yeah. It, there are, <laughs> at, I'll admit, even there are some, some points where it's like, okay, I that's just how it is. <laughs> the Lord, like, how do you explain some of it? But <laughs> go ahead. So from a logistical standpoint, I saw on the packaging that it said that you get a head with a body, um, or you get a stratagem with, I assume, a non-body. Um, I assume you don't get, like, the head with the body, right? Like, I assume that's both random? That, that is correct. Uh, okay. So, if you're, so th- 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 this is how the sort of tree looks. You open a Titan Master's attack pack. If it has a head and a body, uh, the head and the body are pulled from separate collations. So... While it's possible, you may get the head that goes with the body. It's uh, as random as getting any other head of the rarity that, that's, that's in the pack. Um, and the reason that we did that is uh, specifically to encourage players and show them that you can mix heads and bodies that are not the canonical. Interesting. Pair. Okay. Um, there, hey, there's a lot, of, a lot of players out there who don't read the Facebook group or the Reddit or the rules document or listen to pod, cool podcasts. <laughs> and so we, we need a way uh, to signal super loudly, we found in testing, that this is not a, a game where you, ha- you can't play Cup's body until you find Flintlock's head. We wanted okay. to show that this pairing comes to, like, the pairing that you get in the pack, playable right there. Uh, right. And we were... We, suggested that enough of a minority of players who weren't hooked well into the Transformers TCG infoverse would just assume that if they got Cop and Flintlock, well, that's it. Right. Right. Um, Particularly folks who had not had a lot of Transformers toy experience and didn't know that part of the gimmick was to um, swap heads and bodies. Makes sense. It's interesting that to that level, I mean, once you said it, it seemed obvious to have that teaching point coaching point of 
for exactly the audience you're describing that isn't as familiar that yeah that that's actually a fantastic way to just nudge people and be like yeah you don't really have to do it this way you can do it any of these others so yep and so if you don't get a head or a body uh, and this is this is i think this has been a big point of speculation are there non-titan master characters in titan master attack yes there are um just in the same way there were non-combiner characters in um, uh, rise of the combiners we want to provide options for folks who for whatever reason, aren't particularly interested in the the main the main theme of the set. So there are there are um, you know a number of non body characters that are just regular old large Transformers character cards, and gotcha. in each of those packs there will be a stratagem. And and here, uh, I the stratagem is also random. Okay. So. Um, so you will get a and and because stratagems look backwards as well, there's no there's no way to make a one to one association. Of so, course, makes sense. Uh, to yeah, that, just, um, the, the specific head seemed seemed like it would be yeah. ridiculous to me, let alone the stratagem thing. So I totally agree. Makes sense, right, and that's not that's not even taking into account the logistical nightmare, which is it, right. it would something that we could do. <laughs> we could absolutely have done it for the heads and. For the stratagems, it's, it's logistically impossible. Sure. Right. Makes sense. Uh, one quick question on that front, since we're talking about the Titan Masters and who they go with. During the toy line, there was the option where there were, it was not a deluxe, where it was head and body. It was other assorted, I don't want to say random heads, but is the relationship between the bodies and the heads one-to-one overall, as in there's one head for every body, no, I guess. There's, there's there not are, a... I know what you're talking about. So, yeah. so specifically in Titan's Return, the lowest, the smallest package. In the t- Uh-oh. And you cut out a bit there, Drew. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Is, am I back? Yes, you're yeah, back. You're Great. Um, in the Titan's Return toy line, the smallest package of toy that you could get was just a Titan Master head. Yes. And, and like a little accessory of some sort. And we've, we've kind of said, okay, those accessories were cool, but we don't have a place for them in the, in the TCG. So we focused on, on the Titan Master heads. And so there are, there are a few more heads overall than there are bodies. Gotcha. And that, cap- yeah, and that captures some of the standalone head characters from Titan Master's Return. Sorry. Yeah. From- <laughs> I, yeah, it starts to run from Titan's Return. Yes. Um, and so there, there are more head options around. Interesting. That's that's actually really cool. Yeah. Again, the, the marrying of the, the physical with the, uh, well, I guess the cards are physical as well, but I hope yeah. everybody gets where I'm going with it. <laughs> yep. And one of those standalone heads has a stratagem for the standalone head. Interesting. <laughs> wow. Okay. That that's layers on layers of like man, that's a lot to digest. I can't wait to see what that actually is. It really is a kind of head scratcher when you look at this. <laughs> and that's why we didn't put it on the head itself. Gotcha. Um there are cool things you can do with it, but they require a little bit of. You know, how am I going to make that work? That sounds interesting. <laughs> okay. And, not, and, and it's not. And it's not along the lines of the, the stratagem that is. 
That's not along the lines of, aha, I can now do 9 million damage if I just play this one card. <laughs> gotcha. Um, <laughs> it's much more of a, a deck building puzzle option. And we, we were all like, that's just too cool to not do. So <laughs> I like the sound of that. I mean, they, we're all card game players. You have to s- enjoy solving puzzles to some extent. Like, it, it's yep. a requirement. <laughs> it's also a gigantic flavor win. Oh, then, mm. then I, I can tell you right now, I'm probably going to love it. So <laughs> now I'm even uh, more excited for it. Uh, shall I spoil the name of the card? It gives a lot of Oh, come on, man. You know you want to. We, the, the masses are waiting. <laughs> well, really, it's two of us right now, but the eventual <laughs> masses are waiting. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I got to hold this one. Ah, uh, okay. Right, guys. I'm sorry. All right. That's allowed. <laughs> uh, uh, it is my second favorite card name after Jurassic Punch. <laughs> after Jurassic Punch. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> that one still makes me chuckle every time. So I'm I'm definitely waiting with bated breath for that one to see the card text for it. Um, uh, Matt Matt Smith and I had a lot of fun writing the stratagem card. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like there's a lot of fun to be had in the design room. I'm not going to lie. It, it is. Uh, it is. Um, um, what come, I feel like I have more questions coming. Oh yeah, there, oh, yeah. there's lots. So <laughs> Scott, go ahead. So another logistical question. Um, each like the smaller cards and obviously the bots and the battle cards. They have they all have their own rarities, right? Like there's rarities to the strategy and there's rarities to the heads. I assume, right? That's correct. Okay. Cool. And and some of the uh, uh, Ken went into a little bit of that in the article. Uh, but one of the things that we've done is make it so that the backwards-looking stratagems are rarer, so that when you're playing sealed deck, you have more of a chance to just attack. You Got cut it. out a bit, but I'm assuming that was... Uh, I don't. <laughs> so that you don't see cards that would be almost literally, un- or are literally unplayable for, for That's limited. correct. Okay. That's correct. Gotcha. So it, 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 and it, I mean, you're going to open them sometimes, and Hopefully everybody's happy. It's like, oh, I got a rare stratagem. Gotcha. But, but it, it's it, it's really to help seal deck that we push them up in rarity. It makes sense. I mean that that's certainly a logical thing to do. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep kicking it back to you, Scott, because you came up with most of this list. So I know you these were <laughs> they were burning a hole in you. Um, we we talked a little bit before recording about um, some of the unknown rules that there were. So I think one of the main questions that the communities had is about the the whether a body with a head is considered a bot mode for various cards that reference that. Um, mm. I know that's come up. I was wondering if you, if you guys had an answer to that and you could talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we, we try as much as possible to make all cards play as written. Um, and bodies are bodies and bot modes are bot modes and the same way that combiner mode is its own thing. Um, okay. There are card, there are battle cards in the set that refer to body mode, that refer to bot mode, that say body or bot mode, uh, and it is it is distinct and played as written on the card. Okay. So this means that there are upsides and downsides when you're building decks. It means that there are a few cards that care about bot, being in body mode uh, that uh, don't work with, sorry, that care about being in bot mode that don't work with bodies. But that also works uh, defensively. So you, body mode does your opponent's cards that care about bot mode don't touch your your bodies, right? 
a little bit of give and take there. And it, again, it falls into the category of, as you put it, making sure that things play as written. It was when that was revealed, obviously it spawned a whole bunch of questions, but it seemed pretty clear now that this is the pattern that there's a reason that specific thing was chosen. Yep. Uh, on the, the rules end, I did have one quick question just to interject. The So is there anything weird or different, for that matter, not necessarily weird, with the bodies, the heads, and sideboarding characters? Or is it is it as simple as it seems or anything on that end you can disclose? Uh, we will we'll publish that um, as we get closer towards... Um, Actual release. Uh, yeah, there'll be a big rules update. Um, Figure but that. in general, it, we're keeping it as, as simple and as intuitive as possible. Of course. Sounds good. Uh, I just wanted to get that one snuck in real quick. Did that cover everything on the, the Titan Master side, Scott, that you wanted before we dive into stratagems? The only other question I had is, does a Titan Master always have to have a head? Like, if it... Yes. If the body gets KO'd, can you bring it back without a head in all no. mode? Okay. Nope. No. Uh, no. So no eye still functions body, on bodies. <laughs> there, will ne- there will never be a headless body in play. Even in all, even in all mode, right? That's correct. Okay. And I also thought it was interesting that the star cost added together, and for cards that reference stars, I thought that was really interesting because I thought it was actually going to be the opposite way, so I thought that was interesting. So The only other question I had... When a head and a body are paired together, they're effectively one character. Okay. During during like internal playtesting and things like that, obviously the mechanic kind of works like a reverse battle master. Did you find that like games swung as a result of the head popping off and getting that last shot? Like that's what excites me about it. I just didn't know if that's the 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 I guess theme or end of game procedure you were going for type of thing. So it, it, there are a number of weird things that, that are interesting that can happen. And one of the most interesting is the head takes a hit for another surviving character. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and the play pattern of ensure that my Titan Master gets KO'd before my non-Titan Master character. So the head pops off. So the head can, can basically soak up another attack. Because one of the things that's manifestly true in the Transformers TCG is doing 30 points of damage to kill a, to KO a character that only needs four points to right. KO it is <laughs> right. an enormous waste of resources. <laughs> Feel right. bad. <laughs> and so those the, the, the little the little head the head characters in bot modes running around it's like, hey, you gotta hit me, ha ha ha, <laughs> um, switches up the cadence of attacking and mm. has provided a number of interesting situations. There are there are definitely interesting ways in the set to bump up the damage of a head in bot mode. There's the obvious ones of it's a character, so you can put equipment on. Mm-hmm. But there are right. a couple of others. Um, and uh, there have been situations where a head has swapped for the kill the the KO and the win. So yes, it does provide a whole bunch of really interesting uh, whole bunch of really interesting possibilities. It yeah, definitely it's like an inter- like... interrupting mechanic from other from other games that I found really interesting. Right. Yes. Uh, it, and it does play a kind of it does play a little bit different than than Battle Masters because Battle Masters um, 
change the flow of the early game mm-hmm. and then frequently go away, right? Like, yeah, they, they turn into a weapon, someone eventually deals with the weapon, and then they're gone. Um, uh, at, whereas in the Titan Masters, tend to affect the late game. So it, even though the mechanic has a lot of, um, I would say, shared DNA in the popping off and turning in, in turning into a bot, it, it does it does play pretty differently. Yeah. It just seems very extreme, more strategic, in my opinion, than because you might want to get a character KO'd on purpose in order to have that situation. You might want to swing earlier with a, what is a, quote, higher star bot. So I thought that was really yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a departure from most, maybe not most scenarios, but a lot of scenarios we've seen up to this point. Um, that is, uh, that is one of the most fun things about designing for the Transformers trading card game. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's being able to make each game or finding ways for games to feel different from from one another, sort of like other, sort of structurally. Yes, uh, and uh, it, it's something that I think that we're that we're pretty decent at, and it's something that we continue to test uh, lots of different ways, and you know, letting the ones that are um, higher quality bubble up and eventually reach publication. Uh, but it, I, I think it's something that that is a really interesting hallmark. We want our games to feel different from month to month and release to release. Uh, so you keep us true. If, if we, keep, we keep doing that successfully. Mm. Let us know. And if it starts to waver, also let us know. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, to this point, I've definitely felt that with each release, that there are different strategies, different play patterns that have manifested. And it's, in my opinion, definitely been healthy and worthwhile. So I'm definitely looking forward to trying these new ones out. Uh, to that end, speaking of new things, uh, did you want to dive into stratagem, Scott? I know we also had a laundry list there. Yeah, go ahead. You can start with those. So as I mentioned earlier, stratagems were to me because of the legacy stuff, it it drew me in, but also the modality of being able to, as you were saying, Drew, to, we have this new character. Do I want the stratagem for it or this new strategy? Do I want the stratagem for it? Do I not want it to give you all of these customization options? Um, <clears throat> is there or was there any issue with or how did the issues manifest with trying to cost these? Because obviously if the goal is customization, you don't want it to just be, oh yeah, the stratagem is the okay, I have to play the stratagem or no, I never want the stratagem with this new guy because then I, I break up combinations. Um, was it a challenge at all with just all of the different combinations and permutations or was it readily apparent just, okay, they cost stars and we can scale it? With the exception of characters that intrinsically have very high star values mm-hmm. or characteristically need to stay be part of a team that has very very fixed star allotment mm-hmm. um, like teams that ig- add up exactly to 25 star like non-combiner teams that are like okay this is 25 stars there's no flex room right um, and those situations are, are generally few and far between so we focused a little bit more on making sure that the stratagem was was fairly costed mm-hmm. um, and no stratagem is crazy cost like it's not 
I'm almost positive. I could just look on my computer. I'm almost positive <laughs> that no, no stratagem costs four or more stars. Like, I think everything is one, two, or three. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. And there, it was, it, it felt a lot in line to us with um, how, you, how one would consider star battle cards uh, when building a, a team and deck. Gotcha. And the idea is um, to provide options with the distinction, and, and, and here the main distinction is the stratagem starts in play at the beginning of the game, so it, it offers reliability, whereas a battle card that costs a star might have a little bit of a higher power level in some cases. Trade-off versus power, or uh, consistency versus power, yeah. That's correct. It is a consistency versus power. Gotcha. Uh, trade-off. And those are the kinds of things that we, we, we think make for good deck-building options, and that people who enjoy deck building like considering when they're building it. Cool. Uh, two, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Nope. Uh, a couple other oddball things related to them. So, uh, and not to harp on the legacy piece, but going forward, wave six, wave seven, etc. cetera, uh, are we... These are new card types. So like, is this now an evergreen thing? We're going to see yes. them just like, oh, awesome. Stratagems are an evergreen card type. Awesome. Um, this is the the probably going to be the largest single group of stratagems we will of introduce course. at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we see this as a, a regular ongoing part of the, the TCG. Awesome. I like the sound of that. So I guess the, the follow-up question to that is... Are we going to see in this set, or I guess in, without going too far in the future, any way to interact with these as far as your opponent? So we have ramming speeds to, to pop equipment. Are there ways to eliminate these stratagems and then depower your opponent to some extent? Not really in this set. Hmm. Uh, and that's something we'll, we have designs for if needed. Of course. But- of course. Uh, All eventualities. <laughs> yeah. Um, w- right now, we don't want this to become a uh, a feel-bad situation where you're like, okay, my entire back deck is built around Cosmos having the ability to KO 21 star or less character. Right. right. Turn right. two. Stratagem goes away. Deck falls <laughs> apart. Right. right. You are very, very sad. Yes. Go home. That's... that's, that's, that's <laughs> That feels really bad to us. Absolutely. Um, and so for now, the stratagems, the way to deal with the stratagem is to deal with the character. Makes sense. And that's something that is definitely very encouraging for exactly the reason you outlined, that it would be a giant feel bad. And it, uh, it then makes all the decisions much more interesting as we're trying to determine which is the appropriate way to take some of these characters. Yep. Yep. Uh, Most strat- mm. Many of the stratagems do something that is kind of innocuous looking. Like, like Orbital Strike is very, very obvious. Right. Um, it's more obvious than most. And part of the reason why we led with it is because it was really easy to understand. Um, gotcha. But, but some of the stratagems do things that in and of themselves may not provide a significant bonus or benefit. Only when you consider how to build a deck around the character that now has this extra thing or additional trait 
which is one, one of the things that a stratagem um that the uh the deck building possibilities now open up wider and you can um you can do things with the character that you previously couldn't so in some ways orbital strike is a little bit misleading in that it is um it's it's a it's a significantly obvious and immediate benefit that doesn't require other deck building to help mm -hmm. whereas most of the stratagems really are saying you can now use this character in a different type of deck build. gotcha i mean it was outlined in the initial statements around it that and you've highlighted that as well earlier that it's the intent is not this is a a straight up upgrade and not as in the card type but this yeah, is just similar, a is better than b that that's correct and th there are a couple mm -hmm. um like like orbital strike and they cost stars that we think are now it's fair right. uh, but there's it's that's not the main thrust. of course um so a couple of quick notes about stratagems yeah um the back side so i've noticed some people asking what is the the back side of a stratagem look like it is the full art of the front side of the of the stratagem so oh that's really cool card sized piece of art <laughs> that's nice um, uh, and some stratagems are one shots that is they start the game and play and they say when, when something happens, you may flip this stratagem to its other side to gain an effect related to the character. Interesting. Um, those, okay. those are one-shot stratagems. And so when, when you use them, you flip them over to their textless art side to show that they've been used. Cool. That's actually really awesome. Uh, <laughs> it it definitely i mean i was joking earlier saying that planning for all eventualities but uh yeah you guys really seem to be hitting all the different scenarios for this yeah we really you know it, one of the design hallmarks and i we you we have talked about it on the show before mm -hmm. is trying to sketch out a, a box to show players what the pos the, the sort of realm of possibility are so that they can be excited about something new Absolutely. And with Stratagem, we definitely have a sort of scattershot of different types and, and designs so that players can, can see all of the cool possible things the Stratagems can do when we, when we continue to include them in, in product. Cool. That sounds amazing. Uh, Scott, let me, while I'm digesting all the excitement, uh, let me kick, kick it to you for some of the questions you had. When you were designing them um, and, and going forward, are, are you is this something where you're just trying to do something cool are you looking at a different way of representing the character from a lore perspective and or is it like you're looking at the metagame and saying this character isn't being represented i don't think in competitive play or at all in in the media that i see it needs a boost is it i assume all three of these or so it is yes it is all three of these. so stratagems came about from a, a ongoing discussion that the design team has had and it started at a very philosophical level um some games have silver silver what we call silver bullets that is the bullet is it is a card or a mechanic or something and it, it it's like okay there's a problem we're printing this thing and it'll fix right and none of us like this because it's very inelegant um and ultimately we want game design to be elegant because elegant game design the, the, the obviousness does not become the focus and the coolness, the thing that you get to do as a player does. 
Um, and there are, th- there are cards that we, we did not design well or that we overjudged the power level so they cost much. And, and Cosmos was one of them. And I, you know, I keep coming back to Cosmos because um, it's the card that lots and lots of players say, love this card. I love it. And it's a card that very, very few players actually play. And there's a reason for that. It's because he's underpowered. Um, his ability is, looks amazing, but ultimately is, is generally too random. Um, and part of the discussion was, all right, how do we do this? Do we just reprint it? Like, we could reprint a more powered-up version of Cosmos, but that's kind of boring, right? Like, if we see Cosmos again, you want Cosmos to do something different, not just be like, oh, this is, this is the Cosmo evolved version. Um, and right, we also right. wanted players or collections to, to still be, be cool and, and meaningful. Uh, and so, strat- so I really wish I could remember who came up originally with stratagems. Usually I'm really good at this, but <laughs> it was not me. I think it was, it was either Scott Van Essen or Ken Nagel. Might have been them together. Um, they had this idea for one-star battle card that somehow started in play. Okay. And then that evolved in it was like in the same way that um, Ultra Magnus's armor, um, because of Ultra Magnus's ability, starts in the beginning uh, in play on Ultra Magnus, or um, how like Trailbreaker can go get um, yep. his signature mm-hmm. force field, and then that sort of evolved into the design for stratagem. And then once we were talking about it, um, or more specifically, once most of the other designers were talking about it, uh, they came up with all of these great things that you could do and thus it, it suddenly became like oh this is this is just something that is amazing we can do lots of really interesting things with and so now when we had um when we had decisions like uh all right how is this really cute piece of lore going to go on this character that really would cost another star or two but I super super niche now we have an option for doing that and suddenly it just made a lot of game design more more interesting and possible yeah i played other character based games this is the first time i've ever seen a mechanic like this i mean obviously you have more experience out in the world in this world than i do but this is the first time i've ever seen this in a game i've played so i find that to be really awesome that like instead of just power creeping out old characters you're giving players a reason to to dust them off and, and make them, uh, you know, come out of the binder. So I think that's really awesome. Yeah, like power creep is, is some point necessary in the life of a trading card game. And, and, but it, it is ultimately um, a confusing force, right? Like suddenly things that you liked aren't, aren't as useful anymore. And I think this is, this is an elegant solution. And I appreciate that you, that you, the way you said that. It's kind of cool that 26 years into, 25 years of trading cards, <laughs> new stuff can still happen. Pretty yes. amazing. Yes. Who says nothing can be, there's nothing new to be found? Come on. <laughs> All right. Um, we have about 10 minutes left before okay. I have to go to uh, uh, another the, point. The pit. <laughs> <laughs> the endless series of moves that are today. Um, but I wanted to talk about uh, in-store play sure. for a little bit. Yep. Uh, so, uh, in-store play uh, has always had a, a kit um, that contains goodies that uh, players can 
um, earn for participating in in-store play and the sign-up period uh, will be active by the time this this show goes live. And that means that your everybody who's listening out there, your local game store owner or manager can go into uh, Wizard Systems and order an excuse me order an in-store play kit. Um, and uh, that is that is a great way for your store to support the local community. Um, it's com it's free to the store, so. Uh, Let's talk about the cool things in the kit. In the kit, uh, can I put these up? Yeah, let's do it. All right, I am uh, doing something live, folks. Well, sort of live, not live to you who may be listening to this afterwards. So, but uh, yeah, I I feel like I'd be stealing thunder. So, Drew, would you mind introducing our our hot new in store play promo? Sure. So the first one is Arcana, um, and Arcana is the release weekend participation prize. Um, Arcana has a really re is a head um, costs a Titan Master head costs four stars, um, and the head the ability is really deceptively powerful. Flat two yeah. defense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> plus two D. Um, in a game where many characters, even powerful ones, have 2D, getting the ability to just add plus 2D wherever you want it, uh, or to whichever body you want it, is shockingly powerful. That's why she caught why Arcana costs four stars. Right. Um, and uh, this is available uh, if you go to a day event at a store that's participating in Transformers in-store play. So go the first weekend and... Uh, you can get your own Um And then for uh, we have three promo cards that uh, are also in the kit that you get for participating in weekly store play. So some stores run it for three weeks after release. So come back three weeks and you can get one of each of the promos. Some stores do it every other week. So just talk to your local store about how they run it. But we've done something new. In the past, uh, the in-store play kit included reprint characters on special gold foil and they looked really cool i really love them um but we, we we had an opportunity to do something here that was really neat that didn't fit anywhere soon but we wanted mm. to do um and so we created a mechanically a new character and it is a three-part combiner um and for transformers fans out there you might be a little surprised that we did this one it is tidal wave so tidal wave is a really interesting character it is uh, the combiner mode, uh, the, 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 the sort of humanoid robot, um, is made up of three alt modes. So in some ways, it's a lot like Omega Supreme from, right. uh, from War for Cybertron Siege uh, 2, um, but they're both, which is kind of cool. So uh, let's, let's talk about this. So um, you really, really want to play all three of these characters together. Yes. Um, so you can do combiner mode. Uh, but they all can be played in their alt mode, and there are really legit reasons to play two, uh, at least two of them solo. So Tidal Wave is an aircraft carrier, a transport ship, and a battleship um, that unite to form uh, a giant combiner. But I think the thing that, that is most uh, cool about this is the aircraft carrier starts the game with a plane or helicopter underneath it that costs four or fewer stars. So 
Um, uh, uh, for example, some of the air patrol carriers might might fit under here. Right. Um, and when the aircraft carrier attacks, combines, or KO'd, you get to deploy the character from to the battlefield. So this means you can choose any character that fits that um, though that requirement. So any plane or helicopter, the few or four stars. Uh, and it, it doesn't cost you anything to deploy it, to, to put it under um, Tidal Wave. So it's not like the way Soundwave and Blaster cassettes right. cost stars when they're under. So again, read this as it's played. It does exactly what it says. But this allows for some crazy, crazy customization and will continue to allow it. Like right now, I don't believe there is a four-star helicopter. Um, but who knows? That may change in the future. <clears throat> <laughs> cough, cough. I, I certainly wouldn't know. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the transport ship uh, starts the game with a car, truck, or tank that is four or fewer stars underneath it. And there are some super interesting things um, that you can do with, with this one because there are a lot more options. Right now. Um, Absolutely. And then when it attacks, combines, or is KO'd. So in some ways, this is a five-character team masquerading as a three-character team. That then turns into a giant combiner. Uh, it is one of my favorite teams to play in all of the Transformer TCG. Um, I can see why. Is, yeah, right. <laughs> it is super, super fun. Um, and then for the Transformers lore fan, uh, the, the lore L O R E fans out there, hmm. uh, this character uh, originally debuted in in uh, not in a Generations toy line. And we got special permission from Hasbro to and the Transformers team there to include it in the TCG. Uh, for a number of reasons. One of them was we want three three-part combiners because they're really cool. Um, they play really nicely. And another one was because we wanted more boats in the game. Interesting. I was gonna actually bring up I appreciate that there are so many boats, <laughs> kind of for a, a lol factor. Uh yeah. But at the same time, it's cool that you guys are actively putting more boats in. Yep. Oh, and then we forgot. Once you get to actually, so how do, how do they combine? Mm. Um, so uh, the, um, the battleship doesn't have a deployment ability. Uh, <coughs> what the, the, but it has the combiner ability. It also has stealth, so it can survive. Right. So... The combine what the combined trigger is when your second character is KO'd this game. Combine, which could be the two deployed characters that originally started underneath the aircraft carrier and the transport. I uh so you come in to play with full life. That'd be awesome. Um yep. well Scott we, we were, oh go we ahead. Learned a lot, we learned a lot from Omega Supreme. Hmm. And uh this design was had a number of uh, a number of things that reflect the design work that we did for Omega Supreme, who, who was just a little bit un too underwhelming. Um, so, like the, the philosophy here is, if you're going to invest in a three part combiner, which is basically all your points, uh, it needs to be really impressive, and it needs mm -hmm. to give a new play pattern. And so, this is this is sort of a this definitely fits that <laughs> experiment. And then, and then when he combines, when Tidal Wave combines, uh, he taps an enemy, which offers an entire number of really interesting things. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a number of interesting tactical situations that could occur there. 
Uh, overall, I hope a lot of everyone has a lot of fun with this character. It was an bl absolute blast and a truly a joy to uh, for the team to design this one, and offer it to the player, uh, and you can get it for free by by going to in store play. If you're out there listening to this or watching it, get to your store because this guy. I'm sure a lot of people on YouTube are going to see my facial expressions as you're talking about it and as I'm looking at the cards and it's I'm blown away by Tidal Wave. This guy looks fantastic and to your point he looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. That is well, good. Um, there was uh, the, the other really interesting thing about uh, even though it's Tidal Wave because you get to you know it's like oh my phone's playing Tidal Wave it's like oh this may play differently depending on Who's who's getting deployed from underneath high yeah. waves? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of depth to create to, and this sort of even though it's not a Titan Master character, it falls. And the reason why we did this is because it fall. It's another way of allowing deck customization for a character mm. that normally doesn't look like allow for significant character customization. And so, right, if that falls into the 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 you have many choices and they are all interesting. Uh, which is sort of the uber theme for uh, Titan Masters Attack. I think the key adjective there is always, of course, interesting. Like they're yes. they're meaningful choices, and they definitely, right now, looking at it, they definitely seem like they're going to be that way, which is incredible from a, the the player perspective. Like that's that's exactly what you want, <laughs> or at least yeah. I know I do. <laughs> yeah, heck, you could slam her under there. Yeah, I was actually he was one of the guys that ran through my head. I'm not, mm -hmm. not even joking. Uh, no, no, well, him no. and Brunt kind of mush together at a certain point, but yes. Yeah. All and right, you, gents. I okay. must return to the. I must return to the Monday. All right. Well, we as always, we Thank appreciate you. you coming on, Drew. Thank you. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you guys, and I look forward to the next time we talk. Yep. Looking forward to it. And everybody out there, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, and please tune in next time for more tech talk.